What's up, you guys? And welcome to the official podcast of Damien Talks Education. So listen up. I am here to talk about all things education on my podcast. So get prepared for some realness and honesty of education as I walk you down through various of topics that's happening in the education world with some amazing guests to sharing stories relating to education and so much more because I got you covered with education. So join me on this journey of education with me. of starting his own business and really giving back to his community. So everyone, please welcome back on to my show, Mr. Nick Ammons. How you doing, man? Hello, hello, how are you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for joining me on today. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, so let's hop right into it. So we are going to be discussing um, why do black teachers, why are they leaving um, the education profession? So um, right before we get started here, I want to hear from you. Why do you think that um, so many of our black educators, they are just leaving the profession? What's your take on it? Um, I would say maybe the lack of representation. I know that uh, depending on what area you're in, what district you're in, um, it may be full with a lot of Caucasian teachers. So I know that that representation really means a lot when, you know, we're teaching children. I also think that uh, African-Americans may feel not as valued um, when they're in a space with the whole, you know, another culture. So, for example, I, uh, I taught in Philadelphia for a couple of years. And um, if I'm being honest, I always felt like second fiddle to a white woman. I was always like the assistant or I was the reading teacher. And then I... Uh, I never had my creativity over the classroom. I would be like that person that, if they had to go to the bathroom, they were calling me, asking me if I can pop into the classroom or um, I wanted to decorate the room a certain type of way and I couldn't because it wasn't my room. I had like a cart and everything and I would use that cart and I would have to go into everybody's classroom. So um, I know that I'm, I'm thankful that I did go through that because it made me a better educator, it made me a better person. However, I can see how that can make um, anyone feel devalued or, or make you feel like you're, you're not welcome to be at that school. So um, I think it's really important for African-Americans to be teachers, especially males, because we do um, make up such a low, low percentage of 
um, teachers. So uh, I know that the, the representation uh, means a lot. And I think that when people do, don't feel as, as uh, welcomed or they, they don't feel as valued, um, they may decide to take their, take their talents elsewhere and maybe even go to a different profession. Right, I totally agree with you on that. Yes, so let's um, hop right into the toll that microaggression take on why are black teachers um, they're leaving the profession. So um, microaggressions, they are not always about race, but sometimes they are by gender or by their nationality. Now, they are small interpersonal slides between and among people. Now, for example, you have black educators. They are often, they feel that their contributions, they are not very acknowledged enough. Um, and it, it, it's why, it's why. So, and get this here, about 97, I found this out, 97% um, of all teachers um, who were surveyed on this study, they said that they have experienced some, full, some form of racial aggression on a regular basis. So what's your take on this here on microaggressions? Um, you know, what I've learned is, um, you know, those microaggressions can really make or break someone's teaching career um, in their yeah. experience. Um, I know, um, I've, been, I, I've been through it as well. Uh, again, kind of being second fiddle to like a, a white person or even have like a white supervisor. And uh, a lot of times I had to sit back and be like, am I a child? <laughs> um, and I know that I, I went through that a few times with a particular supervisor that I had and uh, I think that it can really, again, just steer someone away. And I, I think that it's all about um, delivery when, you, when you're, you know, you're speaking to someone. Also, I know that for educators, it's really important that we receive that feedback uh, when we are mm -hmm. educating our children because that feedback will help us grow and elevate in more, more, more ways than none. So I know that, um, I know when it comes to even giving teachers feedback, it's all about the exact approach that you go about it when you are giving someone the feedback. Um, it's all about the delivery again. It's all about, um, I always believe in a glow and a grow whenever you're giving someone feedback. You know what they did really good and what they can work on. I think that a lot of times too, um, you want to make it tailored to the person and, and, and make it make it feel welcoming and accepting when you're giving them feedback and, and you don't feel like you're um, less than the supervisor because you didn't do something right or maybe you missed a word or maybe um, maybe the content wasn't clear enough. So I, I'm wholeheartedly a firm believer in, um, again, just giving that feedback and giving that criticism. Um, but criticism that will help you help you grow instead of make you feel like you're not worthy. Yeah. Agree with you on that now. I want to hear your take on this here. Um, is math racist? Now, let me get into this here. Math is often falsely characterized as culture-free, yet despite the appearance of neutrality, math instruction is couched within a system that sends signals that math and science are the domain of white men. Now, I found this out. A study says that the mathematics and science teachers, they will say this here, but two plus two equals four all over the world in all cultures. So why do we have to always include culture and race 
And then another person says, but mathematics is a living, breathing human endeavor. So there is culture that infused in us. So what, what, what's your um, take on this here of some white educators are saying this here that we always include culture and race into this? Um, honestly, I agree. I think that a lot of people, when they think about math, they think about a, a white man, a white woman, or even mm -hmm. Chinese people. You know, they always say they're really good at math. And uh, we're always told, like, you know, a lot of black people are not really good at math, so on, so on, wow. forth. So I think that's really important for now and the generations, um, you know, going forward that we emphasize that it doesn't matter what culture you are. It doesn't matter um, what you look like. You know, math, math can be difficult. However, um, math is not impossible to learn. It's all about how you tailor it, you know. Um, for example, if you're giving a student a seven plus, seven plus nine problem, and they may get confused, but you want to kind of tailor it in and make it, make it fun. You know, I had, I had seven bag of chips, and then my brother, he ate nine bag of chips. Like, you, you kind of want to make it cultural and make it relatable so students can kind of, like, paint a picture of that. Um, I know that when I was a child, um, until this day, math has been my least favorite subject. Never been good at it. Um, but ironically, math is my favorite subject to teach. Um, and I'm, I'm teaching second graders right now, and I, I just really enjoy teaching math to students. And uh, it amazes me all the time when I see the data that I'm able to produce for my students. And I'm like, I am a good math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but it's good to see because, again, I, I know how I was taught math, and I know that um, I struggled tremendously when it came to math. Um, mm -hmm. But I think that I think I think that math gave me some type of anxiety growing up. I think that word problems were always pretty difficult. Um, I think that uh, you know, just the science of it, you know, like even if you're reading a word problem and um, it may it may uh, it may have 76, but it's actually written as 76. You know, that might have confused me back back when I was a child. So I know that what, what I like doing now is making kids love math. Cause I know that I didn't love math growing up. So again, I want, I want my students to be better than me. I want my students to learn different than me. And I want them to realize that it doesn't matter again, uh, what kind of race you are, what culture you are. You can be just as good as math as a white person or, 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 or um, an Indian person or um, a Chinese person. Cause they're always seen as like the more superior ones that know. Um, so I, I want to definitely do that for my students going forward. Exactly, exactly. Yes. So I want to get into this here with you. And I don't understand why um, they portray Black educators this here, which is discipline. So Black teachers also experience burnout because they are often expected to take on additional responsibility due to their perceived co um, connection with their students of color. So why do you think they, they see us as the, as the disciplinarian and they cannot do the work themselves. They always have to come to us and let us fix the problem for them. I, I just don't understand that basically. Can, can you answer that for me? Because that just makes no sense why they always have to come to us to solve yeah. their problems. It makes no sense to me. Honestly, I wish I could give you that answer because I don't know. Um, and I'm, I'm going to always go back to my old school. Um, I was working at a school where I was the only black male educator. 
However, there were black males inside the school. However, they were only for deans of behavior. Um, so I, I don't think that students took them seriously as being teachers because they weren't. You know, they were just for uh, disciplinary issues or um, if a kid is acting out, they can go with the dean and then they'll come back to the classroom. So uh, again, for the generation now and going forward, I want, I want that, that, uh, that mold to be broken and to know that black people should not be used as a disciplinary um, and someone that and it deals with behavior, you know, um, I think that I think that they automatically place black men in these roles um, because they know that you know kids will listen, right? And kids will listen. Will um, I think that like look at on the reverse side. Say if you had a white a white dean and a black teacher, it just it just it doesn't it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Um, but again, I want. For going forward, it's for black people to not just be seen as um, the the one that's the enforcer for the behavior. I want for black teachers to be known as the ones that are giving out, giving the education, and making an impact for years to come. Because that's all education is about. It's about making an impact, and um, it's an everlasting impact. I think that a teacher's job is never done, and uh, mm -hmm. the mark that we make will always be around. You know. I think back to when I was a kid, I still remember some of my elementary school teachers. Um, they might have forgot about me because that was such a year, it's a long time ago, you know, but um, I truly feel like a teacher's mark is, is forever. A teacher's job is never done. Um, so I, I, want, I want for schools and I want for, you know, different programs to not just place black people inside a disciplinary position because we're, we're worth a lot more than that. Yes absolutely sure are. Now, I don't know if you heard about this today, actually, of what happened to um, a 20-year-old Black man, Dwight Wright, a Black man, was, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand, like, what, what is it going to take for them to realize that this is not okay. Like they can't keep on doing this. I just don't, and then they said that, I was reading the reports to saying that it was like accidentally, like they didn't know when they was pulling out, it was supposed to be a taser, but instead of it was a gun. I, that, that just makes, what's, what's your take on all this? How can we, how can we be better by this? I just don't. I'm, at this point, I'm just done because I keep seeing this. Sorry, go ahead. You know, it baffles me because we're, black people are so beautiful. Black right. people are, are strong and powerful. I mean, look at, look at sports, look at music, look at everything. We are at the top of the tier. Like, you have basketball, football, you have music, you have, uh, you know, fashion. Honestly, we are, we are the the top people. I think that black people intimidate white people. I don't know why. Um, but I also think that the uh, the killings and the police, I think that it goes down to how someone was raised. Um, you know, people were raised in a different type of generation. And, uh, you know, we're seen as the more violent people. Um, it's interesting because I think maybe a few months ago, I saw the tweet and it was like, Google a... Um, Google a black man, like black teens. Mm -hmm. I Googled it and it was all mug shots that popped up, right? But then you Google a white teenager 
and you see all these kids smiling and it's like, wow, that's what society has painted out to be. So I know for myself, I have to go harder every single day to make my mark. And um, I'm just so blessed at where I live right now. I live in the, uh, the DMV area. I'm so blessed that my school has no racism whatsoever. Um, you know, I have a lot of black male teachers and there is some white teachers as well, but I can, I can sense the, the, how genuine they are, how, the, how they love our children. Um, but then, you know, you go some places and again, it, doesn't, it depends on where you are, um, where, where race is really, really a problem. And, um, you know, I've experienced racism maybe like once in my life. Um, and it wasn't a good feeling. It wasn't a good feeling at all because I don't think I look intimidated at all. You know, and especially I, uh, I thrive myself on being great. Um, so it, it's just a shame that uh, black people are, are automatically attacked. And uh, it's, a, it's a shame to see. So earlier today, I watched something on Netflix. And uh, I'll tell you the name of it. It's called uh, Two Distant Strangers. And uh, if anybody has the time, go, go go check it out. It's like 30 minutes long and I'm not gonna spoil it. However, it just, it's, so, it's such a powerful film and uh, it's so short, but it just goes to show how black people are constantly always just discriminated against or attacked, um, spoke, spoke uh, so low of, you know? But then, you know, black people are, again, we're so talented. We are, we are, we are beautiful inside and out. And uh, honestly, I don't think, I don't think that will ever stop as far as what these cops are doing. I don't think that will, that will ever stop because some people will really enforce that in their, in their families. Um, I know that growing up, my mom, my dad always emphasized on me not to be racist, not to be judgmental, not to discriminate people based on how they look, based on if they have a disability or not. So I, I know that, uh, but I want, I want people to have the same mentality as well. But again, I think it starts at home. It starts how you were raised as a child. I agree. I absolutely agree with that because I feel, and this is just me here, and I wish I could just, you know, like get this feeling, this fear out of me. But every time that I leave my home, I'm like literally afraid. I'm like scared for my life because I am thinking that someone is actually watching me, someone's actually recording me, someone is actually, you know, seeing what I'm doing, and they are just waiting at the right moment of time to come catch up to me and do whatever. And yeah. that's like my fear. I wish I could just, you know, just get rid of this, but I, but I can't. This is, you know, this is how black men have to live. Sadly, it, it just is, and I just, I just hate that feeling. It is. It's really sad, you know. We should never have to leave our homes and be in fear. Hell, even be at home and you know feel like someone is coming to get us. But uh, you know what helps me when I when I worry about things too much is prayer. Honestly, um, and I know that I'm here for a long time. And you know, again, when I'm here, I want to make make a strong impact. And uh, we're, we're going to be we're going to be talked about. We're going to be hated forever. Um, but we've got to continuously work hard and, and break the barrier and break the mold and uh, go above and beyond to do the things that make us happy and and uh, take a stand and notice that like we are we, we are we are the best and we're like as black people black individuals 
again, we're going to continue being those role models for the next generation. And so for me being a teacher, it's it's so important for me to tell my my babies that you can be anything you you, you want to be. I tell my my students, you're a black you're black kings, black queens, and give them that positive affirmation and that feel good words to know that it doesn't matter what you see on TV right now. It's not good. However, know that every not all white people are bad people. Yeah. Not, um, but again, you do have a, a, a large percentage that are. Um, so again, while my students are with me, I want to let them know that they are strong and they are powerful and they no no goal is too too big for them to achieve. So thank you so much for joining me on today. I really appreciate you for returning back to my show. So thank you. So where can my listeners, again, and for the new ones, where can they follow you on your social media platforms? Well, hey, everybody. My name is Nick Hammond, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Underscore Big Dreams, um, but it's a three for the E. So I do, I do want to change my name. I have had it for years, so... But uh, it's been like that since college, so it's <laughs> it's not going away. All right. So thank you again, and I will catch you very soon. So you take care of yourself. All right. Chat soon. All right. Have a good one. Yes. So until then, you guys take care of yourself and be blessed.